Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy McGriff, he go wild on that organ. And he's playing for us White Christmas. I wonder why he does. Ah, I know why he's playing White Christmas. Because today on the Library of Sound, yes, the Christmas edition of the Library of Sound, I am your humble host, by the way. And today I've got a goodie for you from my very own private collection. I have a Bing Crosby show with his special guest, Jimmy Stewart, originally broadcast December 14th, 1949. Now, you know, friends, I looked around on the Internet, and really, I I was not satisfied with what I heard. Everything I heard was muffled and and, and just plain bad sound. So I I said, this can't do. No, sir. Uh Uh-uh. I got to pull this from my very own collection. And this tape sounds so much better than what you can find on the Internet. This is from my own collection, friends, the Bing Crosby Chesterfield Show with Jimmy Stewart, originally broadcast December 14th, 1949. And this is a funny one. Let's listen now to your humble host's own tape of the Bing Crosby Show here on A Library of Sound Christmas Show. Show presented by Chesterfield, the Wing Crosby Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins with the Bears and Bing's guests, Carol Richards and Jimmy Stewart. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've just been entertained by the Groucho Marx program, and in just 30 minutes, George Burns and Gracie Allen will entertain you. While we're waiting for George and Gracie, here's a man to fill in the gap, Bing Crosby. <laughs> A gap I yeah. am now, huh? Well, it's very nice of you to rave about Groucho Marx and Burns and Allen, but do you think it wise to kick me around with Christmas so close? Oh, no, 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 You'll get ben. shut out entirely. You know, <laughs> when I sandwich you in between Groucho and Burns and Allen, that's a compliment. Oh. You see, in this Wednesday night sandwich, as I have named it... You have? Yes, I have. Groucho... Thank you. <laughs> Groucho in this sandwich is one piece of bread, yeah. and Burns and Allen is the other piece of bread. And me? You are the meat. Oh. You mean ham? No. Roast beef? No. Lamb? No, I consider you more the liverwurst type. Sliced? No, more of a spread. I think I was better off as a gap. Bing, you're not offended about me mentioning George Burns, are you? Say, if I'm not offended at liverwurst, why should I be offended at sugar-throat Burns? Well, you know how you are about other singers. Oh, what are you talking about? I go out of my way to help other singers. I've boosted Sophie Tucker all my life. <laughs> but that George Burns, it's impossible. What about him? Well, when Sugar Throat Burns sings, it sounds like the mules are beating him. <laughs> what does he want? Why does he insist on becoming a singer? I understand from the grapevine that uh, he's going to step into Jolson's shoes when Al retires. Oh, when Jolson retires? Mm-hmm. He's going to have a long wait. You know, Jolson's got one knee he hasn't even used yet. <laughs> Enough of world problems. The rhythm airs are approaching, and our opening selection is going to be Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. This is a powerful thing, featuring Gloria Wood as Rudolph. You ready, Gloria? John Scott, we're gone. This is exciting. Well, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Vixen. Ah, but do you recall 
the most famous reindeer of all. Watch it, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call me names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved me, and they shouted out with glee. You're pressing, kid. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history. On Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, on Jolson, on Rudolph. Bing and Kev. Thank you, Kev. Bing, did you ever stop to think how wonderful it is that Santa Claus travels all over the world and stops at everybody's house in just one night? Hey, he certainly gets around. Now, how does the jolly old boy accomplish this thing, Kev? Why, he has the right combination of the world's best reindeers. Right. <laughs> right combination, huh? Yes, and incidentally, it's that right combination of the world's best tobaccos that make Chesterfields get around so fast. I follow you, Ken. Yep, it's the right combination of the world's best tobaccos, the way they're put together and blended that make Chesterfields such a wonderful smoke. Yes, and Chesterfields are, A, always milder, milder than other cigarettes because of that blend. And they're, B, better tasting, taste better than other cigarettes because of that blend. And they're, C, cooler smoking. They smoke cooler than other cigarettes because of that blend. Believe us, friends, that right combination of the world's best tobaccos makes Chesterfield the best cigarette for you to smoke. Chesterfields satisfy women and men. Chesterfields over and over again. Milder, much milder, all smokers agree. Always by Chesterfields A, B, C. A, B, C. From the Paramount picture, The Great Lover, which incidentally seems like an extravagant title when you consider that Mr. Robert Hope is featured, comes the following ballad. They say, and gypsies know, 
one day many moons ago two lovers knew such bliss a thousand violins played when they would kiss and now like days gone by when two Gypsy lovers sigh A thousand violins Sighing violins Come from the sky Ah, sweet serenade Please come to me I need your aid Make her see To make those lips That haunt me so And taught me so Want me so My darling Take my heart And make Magic music Be still And we may hear Those thousand violins So That's a beautiful song, Bing, but it doesn't seem to belong in a hope picture. I admit Bob is very clever. By clever, you mean he's fooling the public. <laughs> well, that's clever. Well, I try. I didn't get much with it, but no. I threw it in there. <laughs> but, Bing, what I'm getting at, I can't understand a baggy-pants comedian like Bob daring to sing a beautiful ballad like a thousand violins. Ken, you know what violin strings are made of, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> that eliminates the next three lines of this script. But now, Ken, it's time to introduce our first guest, a very charming young vocalist, Miss Carol Richards. Hiya, Bing. 
Carol, you got a song ready for the Pope? Well, just happened to have one. I thought I might do I Can Dream, Carol. You might do it. Mm -hmm. You better do it or we're going to have another gap right now. <laughs> Go ahead and dream, Carol. Beautifully done. Fra friends of ours in the sagebrush belt will be interested to hear that uh, Carol Richards is currently appearing at El Rancho Vegas, along with our dear friend Joey Lewis. Give him our love, Carol. And now, folks, here's an old friend of ours. He's always been considered a catch, not only in the entertainment world, but also among the pursuing fair sex. However, <laughs> since he was last with us, his status has changed considerably. In fact, I might even say completely. Because now Hollywood's most famous bachelor has went and did it. And it's with pleasure and congratulations that we welcome ex-bachelor Jimmy Stewart to the Chesterfield Show. James, you look wonderful. Well, thanks, Bing. You know, all my friends tell me the same thing ever since Gloria and I got married. Well, it's a fact. I'm, I really mean it. Your eyes have real sparkle. You have more zip and zing. Hmm? I also snap, sizzle, and pop. <laughs> well, you wait till you've been married as long as I have. Ah? Uh, no more snap, sizzle, and pop? Well, uh, just flap, fizzle, and flop. Oh. Hey, Jim. Jim, 
tell me, where'd you and your bride go for your honeymoon? Oh, uh, we went marlin fishing at Sun Valley. You went marlin fishing? <laughs> Laddie boy, Sun Valley's a thousand miles from the ocean. There's no marlin fishing there. Well, who cares? <laughs> I guess you're right. Who wants a marlin when you have your darling, huh? <laughs> you know, Jim, I'm sure your marriage made Gloria happy, but I want to tell you something. It made a lot of other women very unhappy. It did? Sure. The day you became a groom, Jimmy Stewart fan clubs throughout the nation wore their bobby socks at half-mast. <laughs> Golly. Yes. And grown-up women all over the world drank a solemn farewell toast to their lover boy. Martinis with black olives in them. <laughs> That's true. Gosh, what a tough year the poor girls have had. Why, before their tears had dried over losing you, the next shock came like a bolt out of the blue. What? Vice President Barkley. Oh. <laughs> it's been an awful year, really. Yeah, yeah, the, the Missouri Walsh used to be the theme song of Washington, and now it's St. Louis Woman. <laughs> I just can't get over you. And the Vice President, especially you. Everybody was betting 20 to 1 that you'd remain single the rest of your life. Did you know that? 20 to 1. What made you decide to get married? Oh, Bing, I just couldn't pass up those odds. <laughs> oh, besides picking up a lovely bride, you also grabbed some lovely loot, huh? No, enough to buy a license, prime minister, and rent a tuxedo. Now, Jimmy, besides making expenses, what are the reasons that made you forsake bachelordom? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, Bing, I, I wanted to get married a long time ago, but I didn't have a girl. Well, I guess a girl's a definite must if you want to get married. Uh, unless you're a girl yourself, and then, of course, a man would be necessary. <laughs> That's what I like about you, Jimmy, your innate ability to see both sides of a problem. Thanks very much. You're incisive in that respect. Well, anyway, I, I finally found the right girl, and, and that's uh, about all there is to my getting married. I... What baffles me is how a girl could get used to a fellow as bashful as you are, I think. Oh, well, as a matter of fact, Gloria happens to be very shy herself. Oh. Yeah, I remember the first time we were introduced, she took one look at me and ran and hid in a closet. Oh, she is shy. Mm -hmm. I, I got so flustered, I, I ran and hid in a closet. <laughs> well, a meeting like that can never lead to romance. Well, it can if you both pick the same closet. <laughs> what a fair... Say, boy, James, tell me... Uh, how did you ever get up nerve enough to kiss your bride after your wedding? Oh, well, shucks. Uh, when it comes to girls, I'm just as aggressive as the next fella. After the ceremony, I just barged over and got in that line, like everybody else. <laughs> Went around six times. Oh. <laughs> what a wolf. Uh, and the next time I see one of those lines, she's going to get kissed again. <laughs> Jim, after living alone for so many years and being your own boss, now, how does married life strike you? Well, I'll tell you, Luella. Wait till I get my... <laughs> Hiya. How do you I... get... <laughs> we, we get along, we get along wonderfully. I, but uh, women do funny things. Now, like at breakfast this morning, Gloria said... I had to pay the gardener this morning, so while you were sleeping, I took $20 out of your pants pocket. Yeah. Well, you can't break him of those habits. But if you want revenge, do what I do. Now, you know, when Dixie says to me, I took that $20 out of your pocket, I say, that's all right, honey. 
I'll still get by today. I have a $10 bill in this other pocket. Oh, well, what kind of revenge is that? Oh, Jim. Drives them crazy when they think they've missed some. <laughs> they can't stand it. They can't abide it. Jimmy, I don't want to pry into your private life as if I haven't been, but I think that all of our listeners would really be interested in knowing how you finally got up enough nerve. Now, how did you really... Really build yourself up to ask Gloria to marry you. How'd you do that? You, you mean you want to know how I proposed? Yeah, yeah. In front of all these people? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, sure. Well, Bing, a fella can't propose all alone. You need a girl. Well, I'll help out. I'll, I'll be Gloria, and we'll reenact exactly what took place. <laughs> the night that you popped the question. No, uh, uh, no, Bing, I can't do this. Well, why not? Well, suppose I ask you to marry me, and you accept. That's big enough. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. We'll put you in the mood. Come on, John. We now take you to the home of Miss Gloria McLean, who will be played by Mr. Crosby. And we find Miss McLean and her suitor seated in the living room. Oh, Jimmy. Yes, Gloria. Come over here and sit beside me. Well, wait till I cover the birdcage. <laughs> They keep staring at me. Jiminy, those are lovebirds. You notice how they're snuggling together? Why don't we do that? Oh, we could never get in that little cage. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, you're so bashful. No, no, I'm not. Now, as a matter of fact, I have something very important to ask you. I... Gloria? Yes, Jimmy. Gloria? Have, have you ever thought of changing your name? Why, yes. What have you got in mind? Well, Catherine might be a nice... <laughs> oh, Jimmy. No, no, what I started to say, I mean, uh, the, 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 I, I thought perhaps... Oh, maybe I shouldn't ma uh, mention it, but I, I've just... Well, I've just got to come right out with it. Gloria? Yes? You said yes. You said yes. Jimmy, what are you so excited about? Well, I just proposed to you. You said yes. I did? Oh, honey, you made me the happiest man in the world. I think. <laughs> Jimmy, aren't you going to kiss me? No, no, I gotta go home. <laughs> but Jimmy, we're lovely. We use ponds. We're engaged. <laughs> now, I'll phone you in the morning, Gloria. Well, don't go. It's still early. Uh, I really can't baby, stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been Been hoping that you'd drop So in. very nice I'll hold your hands there Just like I ice. ought to say No, no, no Mind so if I move in At closer. least I'm gonna say that I try oh, What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay Oh, baby, don't hold up oh, Baby, it's cold outside Bing and Jimmy, I'm sure that lovers all over the world will find inspiration in your little offering. Well, thanks very much, Ken. Say, uh, Jimmy, you know it's getting pretty close to Christmas, and uh, for the smokers on your list, 
This year, Chesterfield has something special, the Chesterfield Christmas carton. Oh, it makes a nice gift, Jimmy. Well, I got to pick some of them up. Yeah, it's really an attractive package. It's in full color with a picture of Chesterfield's Arthur Godfrey dressed as Santa Claus. Arthur Godfrey? Well, what's the matter with you, Bang? Why didn't Chesterfield put your picture on the Christmas carton? Well, I can't wear a Santa Claus suit, Jimmy. You see, I'm not stout enough to be believable as Santa. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> the costume would, would sag on me. You can fill out the pants, all right. <laughs> I appreciate your confidence in me. <laughs> I'll bet Chesterfield didn't even ask you to have your picture on the Christmas carton. Oh, yes, they did, Ken. I could have had my picture on that carton right with Godfrey. Oh, well, why didn't you then? Well, they wanted to dress me up in a Buster Brown suit and sit me on Godfrey's lap. I wouldn't hold still for that. <laughs> I'm supposed to hold a balloon in one hand and a candy cane in the other. Anyhow, friends, just drop around or phone your neighborhood dealer and order the bright Arthur Godfrey Christmas Chesterfield carton. It'll completely satisfy every smoker on your list. Here's a tune. It's called the Christmas Song. Looks like it's destined to become one of the Yuletide season's genuine standards. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that Santa is on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is bound to spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to you
And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Everybody called for that very listenable piano interlude. Oh, my thanks to Carol Richards and Jimmy Stewart tonight, too, for joining us this evening. Who's with you next week? Well, man? next week, Jimmy, our guest will be Miss Ethel Barrymore. Oh, there's a wonderful lady. Isn't she? We're especially happy that Miss Barrymore will be with us next week, Jimmy, because it's our Christmas show. Oh, it sounds like a real gift for everybody. In addition to Jingle Bells, White Christmas, and some of the other favorite songs, we'll present a brand new Christmas play. Thanks again, Jimmy. We'll see you soon. Oh, I enjoy it. Good night, Gloria. Good night. Hmm? <laughs> The Bing Crosby Show is produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear The Bing Crosby Show and Bing's guest, Miss Ethel Barrymore. Ladies, only ten days till Christmas, so remember to get him a big Christmas humidor of smooth, sure-fresh velvet pipe and cigarette tobacco. It's a double pleasure to any smoker when you give this generous humidor of velvet. It smokes cool and sweet in both pipe and cigarette. In every way, the gift for him is a Christmas humidor of velvet, America's smoothest smoke. Jimmy Stewart is currently seen in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer picture, The Stratton Story. The George Burns and Gracie Allen show follows immediately. There you have it, friends, the Bing Crosby Show Christmas program with Jimmy Stewart from December 14th, 1949. And that tape sounded so much better than the, the junk you find on the Internet. So that came from my very own private collection of Bing. Until next time, then, I am your humble host, bringing you only the very best here on the Library of Sound. Till next time, then, with more great stuff. More sounds like radio, more library of sound. Till next time, so long for now. Have a great Christmas, friends. Happy Yuletide to everyone. <laughs>